For years, I was so fed up with shampoo, I just stopped washing my hair. I quit completely. I was so sick of poofy, frizzy, limp hair, distorting my natural oils. Until a few months ago, I found Modern Mammals, and it changed everything. And by the way, right now you can visit modernmammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. So check that out. So look, I heard about this through the podcast, and before I agreed to advertise, they sent it to me, and I was reluctant. But let me tell you, I should not have been. This stuff is absolutely magical. My hair felt better, smelled way better, and most importantly, looked better. And I know it will do the same for you as well. It doesn't have those hair-ruining chemicals like other products, and it doesn't leave any leftover residues. It works. Don't believe me? Go read their awesome reviews online as well. Go to ModernMammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. Again, that's ModernMammals.com for 10% off with promo code LSS. Don't forget to use our promo code LSS so they know we sent you. Hey man, pretty good. How are you? I am absolutely wonderful. Do you know why? No, please tell me. All right. Today is not our normal recording day, but that also means that it's October 1st and it's the beginning of spooky season. You're a spooky kind of guy, Mike. I didn't know that. So is Halloween like your favorite favorite holiday? Oh, 10 out of 10. Best holiday ever. I... Love spooky memes. I love skeletons. All the good stuff. Hate <laughs> horror films. They actually scare the crap out of me, and I can't watch them. But I love, I love the spooky aesthetic. Like cartoony Halloween is my vibe. So you're like, you're kind of like a spooky poser. Ex- I guess a little bit. <laughs> That's but super you know what? Funny. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stand by it, and I'm okay with it. <laughs> so do you have a Halloween costume picked out this year already? I do, and it's a surprise, but it's, oh, okay. it's a it's a throwback, and I think everybody who sees it is going to immediately recognize it and fall in love with what I'm going as. Is it music-related? Can I ask you that? Um, it is, oddly enough, music-related. Oh, okay. But, but not in the way you'd think. <laughs> Spooky season <laughs> is here. I love it. Yeah, and I know I called it a, a holiday, and technically it's not a holiday. I know... But it mm-hmm. is fantastic. And yeah, I, I don't know. I always struggle with like going with something more classic or trying to be like the cool guy that thinks of the like super current thing that, you know, trying to be a trendsetter or something like that. And it's always this like weird thing where it's like, is this relevant enough still? Like I had the idea earlier on that I was going to go as like uh, kind of like Gen Z vampire and I would call myself Count Dabula, but I'm like, <laughs> is that really relevant enough right now? I don't know. So I chose something else that was a little more classic. Right, right, totally. Yeah, like 
I mean, the amount of Tiger King costumes they're gonna they're gonna be. Oh, and it's, it's like, gonna be bad. Come on, like that that was so March, dude. Come on. Last year, I didn't have a costume actually, and it was amazing because. Right before Halloween, My Chemical Romance announced the reunion. <laughs> so I just took a piece of paper and drew the like black or black parade uh, marching guy from the album art and wrote My Chemical Romance and put it on the back of a denim vest and said I was a really excited My Chemical Romance fan. <laughs> yeah, that worked out pretty well. <laughs> oh, that sounds terrible, Mike. No, that sounds terrible. Oh, it was. Oh, my 100%. God. Um, well, maybe if you strap on a pink guitar... And stand in front of a emptied pool. Do you know where I'm going with this? Are you talking about Are you talking about my boy Machine Gun Kelly and his new album Tickets to My Downfall? Oh, I I am talking about your boy Machine Gun Kelly, who last week you I don't know if I could say crowned because that's not the right word when we're talking about most anticipated albums, but you gave mm-hmm. that album the most anticipated uh, title and. You could not have been more right. This album is so polarizing. Everyone is talking about it. We have to it's insane. we have to give it some time, I think, to, you know, because this this isn't just like, oh, do we like it or not? Should you check it out or not if you missed it last week? This is like there's a lot to digest with this record and Oh yeah. It's like this is kind of like a pop culture moment in a way. And and I I like could downplay so. this a little more than I am, but I don't think that I should because this is not like this is definitely, if not something people are going to talk about for album of the year, it's definitely biggest splash of the year. Oh, yeah. And the way that I look at this, like it, the way you boarded it, biggest splash, exactly. And I think that this album, it's not my favorite pop punk album ever, it doesn't have my favorite pop punk songs on it. But I really like this album. It's a really solid pop punk album. And I think it's a damn wake up call, if I'm being honest, to all the older pop punk bands. It's better than the last Blink-182 album. It's better than the last Green Day album. It's better than the last Newfound Glory album, right? Like, I don't know. It, yeah. It's it's not the perfect pop punk record, but it's fun. It's goofy at times, like, but it's also serious with some of the songs on there. Um, I forget the names of them, but like... One of them ends with uh, Machine Gun Kelly's dad talking about how he was born with his umbilical cord wrapped around his neck, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. But then, like, you go to these songs like Concert for Aliens, and they're just, like, fun, straight-up pop-punk bangers. And, like, I don't know. What, what were your thoughts no, more specifically? I think you hit the nail on the head, Mike, to be honest. I explained last week that Machine Gun Kelly is the most confusing artist in the world. And... Mm-hmm. This album was actually less confusing for me than I thought it was going to be, uh, and I really enjoyed the record. I I put it on. I had a little bit of skepticism, and it pretty much grabbed yep. me right away and didn't let me go, and when it was over, I wanted to hear it again. And this record, you're right in that it isn't the best album ever, It, but you know, like... You could say the same thing about Three Cheers for Revenge. Three, three Cheers for Sweet oh, Revenge, yeah. whatever the hell that record's called. Like, that record yep. has gone down as a classic now. People love that record. People call it a perfect album and all that. But when that came out, like Gerard mm-hmm. Way's vocals, they were perfect because they kind of weren't perfect. 
You know, they they weren't exactly. super polished. Like there was an attitude there. There was a life there. There was like there was an expression. And is Machine Gun Kelly the best singer in the world? Absolutely not. Hell no. But there's something here yeah. where the record is good but not too good and it's bad but not too bad and it really just sort yeah, of like, works as like this cohesive album that it seems like he went out he wanted to do it was his vision he got his friend Travis Barker to play drums who absolutely kills it on this record oh it, it Travis Barker is just absolutely insane he's a monster throughout this I mean he's record. he's great on everything he does but like yeah he really like you can tell that this is in his wheelhouse you know and and then mm-hmm. you know the songs are great the production is great and I, I really didn't like I wanted to come in blazing this week and fucking talk shit and whatever but I, but I you can't, can't do it and it makes it great I, I can't I can't do it. <laughs> And I have become a fan of this guy, and I like what he what he's done. And this isn't because, like, I've heard so many people talking about how this is going to be like the underground music, pop punk, punk rock, whatever. This is going to be the savior of the scene or something. Mm-hmm. And that isn't no, at it's all not. It's why call. I like the record. I don't give a shit about that. I don't even think that's necessarily true sure it will turn some heads younger people maybe they don't know who operation ivy is maybe they'll check them out i highly doubt it um that (laughs) i gotta say when that song came on i was like oh my god like i was (laughs) i've never cringed harder but it won me over at the end i was like ah fuck it it's kind of cool i kind of like it um you know but i I digress but no i i really don't care about the whole idea of this album being important in terms of like getting back the scene man that we lost like normal warp tour machine gun kelly's gonna save it i don't i don't care and and i'm not like worried about it and I, i don't feel like i got any skin in the game anyway but Mm -hmm. this album is a must listen you nailed it mike and I mean, this could be album of the year. It really could. And something I want to feature on too, like uh, we we mentioned Travis Barker uh, going on this entire album, but like the features on this album are perfect because they're artists that like, I don't go out of my way. Like I listen to Black Bear. That's the only one I would say. Like I don't go out of my way to listen to Trippy Red or Ian Dior or artists like that. Mm But their features are just absolutely perfect on this record. Whatever they did, they came on and all of a sudden they're just like, oh, we're writing a pop punk record. I've always wanted to try that. And they just fit perfectly. Yeah. Like Halls. My favorite song, honestly, is Forget Me Too with Halsey. When she comes in, that song is just absolutely incredible and like rips me every time from whatever I'm doing. And I pay attention to that song. (laughs) And then like. I don't know if you saw the deluxe edition is already out. It got released yesterday. I, I think, yes, I didn't ago. have a chance to check it out, but I heard about it. I heard there's a song with Burt from the Used on there, and Young Blood's on that song too. Oh, okay. Young Blood is absolutely amazing. If you really liked this Machine Gun Kelly record, and you don't know who Young Blood is, he's honestly one of the other people taking the kind of alternative hip hop like scene by storm right now, and. Honestly, it's also weird because it kind of sounds like a Fallout Boy song. Like it sounds like Dance Dance. Yeah, I, I read that in the press release. I thought that was interesting. I've never, yeah. I've never in all my years heard of someone releasing a song 
and being like, oh yeah, this is like, we kind of ripped off this other song. That's why it's not on the record. <laughs> yeah. I, I like really appreciated and, that honesty. Yeah. And it was so funny because like uh, MGK posted when he's like, hey, the deluxe edition is out now. Like I was just waiting on the call from like Pete Wentz and Patrick Stump to like say that this song was okay and not too much of a ripoff. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's and, like, funny. That that's that is punk almost where it's like I'm just gonna fucking rip off this other dude and just have some fun with it, right? Like, oh yeah. I mean, I I I don't know. I agree with that, but I'll tell you when the Halsey song came on and that verse started. I'll be honest, I thought mm-hmm. it was Kellen Quinn at first. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't be far off. Kellen Quinn has I, so so. I keep track of this because Kellen Quinn is a prolific feature and he's always right? trying to capture the magic of that King for a Day feature. Kellen Quinn has featured on eight different bands songs so far this year. Yeah. Yeah, and I think there's maybe more Just incredible. I think there's maybe more coming with the Featured X uh stuff too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shout out to featuredx.com. Um well, dude, um great. I mean, yeah, great record and we could talk so, about it literally the whole episode, but we do have to oh, get into some of the new records this week which you have curated oh, a list for us. We're not getting into the new records actually because in my opinion, last week I was wrong and I chose the I didn't choose the best album last week and I just need to shout out this band real quick. Um, I found out about them on Friday and it's this band from England called Svalbard and their new album, When I Die, Will I Get Better? They're kind of like ambient hardcore black metal if you like Thornhill, Loathe, or Sleep Token. Uh, this album caught me by surprise. I'd never heard of this band and it's absolutely incredible and you need to go listen to it. What everybody? What's knows. the name of the band again so people uh, don't miss it? Uh, so they're called Svalbard. It's S-V-A-L-B-A-R-D. Absolutely incredible. It's an album of the year contender for me, like number one or number two, I think. Well, that's, that's very cool, Mike. I appreciate you uh, you coming back and uh, giving the people that information. I don't think I've ever heard of this band. Where are they from? Yeah, they're from the UK. Oh, right. Uh, you somewhere said in that. England. I don't yes. know. Yeah, uh, and just crazy good, like... I don't know if you're familiar with black metal where it's these kind of like haunting, like long riffs where they're just playing like the same chord over and over again and like very subtle shifts and everything like that. And then they've just got like almost what's the word like being as an ocean. The vocalists sound similar when they're screaming. It's like that over the black metal and it's haunting and the lyricism is just phenomenal. And I can't recommend the album more. Very cool. Very cool. No, I'm looking at them here on Spotify. They did a split with a band called The Tidal Sleep, which is a band that we toured with in Germany many years ago. Great band. So I could definitely see this being uh, being something to check out. Svalbard. And it looks like they've been a band for a while. They've got some music yeah. from way back in 2012 and everything, maybe some older stuff. So yes, great pick, Mike. Once again, are we ready, though, for this week's music? I think we are. All right, let's jump in. So coming in at number five this week, uh, probably the poster child of the alternative metal slash scene, uh, Metal Injection's favorite boy, we've got Corey Taylor releasing his new album, CMFT. Yes, Corey, I assume this stands for Corey motherfucking Taylor. Is this correct? Oh, I am. Yeah, (laughs) uh, definitely does. Um, One of the songs is also... Uh, Corey motherfucking Taylor must be stopped featuring Tech Nine, one of my favorite hip hop artists. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, it, I don't know. I, I've got I've got thoughts on this. Yeah, I, I do too. I'll let you go first though. 
I'm really interested because like I love Corey Taylor. I love old Slipknot. Not as much new Slipknot. I love early Stone Sour. Not as much new Stone Sour. But I'm happy that he's breaking out and doing his own thing. That said, it's also kind of got the like corny dad vibe to it where it's like Corey motherfucking Taylor must be stopped or whatever and like stuff like that. <laughs> like it just seems a little cringe, I guess. Or like he's also got a song like Highway 666 and it's like, okay, like leaning a little too hard into it at some points. Right. But right. Well, I've heard I think it's going to be a good album. Yeah, I've heard a couple of the songs on the radio, I think actually like already. Mm-hmm. I think here, you know, we live very close together and we have the same radio station 89X. 89X. Uh, shout out to our boys over there and girls over there. Uh, great station. And they've been playing it and I dig the tune and I think you're right in that, you know, Slipknot filled such a specific niche you know mm-hmm. the mask thing and and the, the kind of music and and everything Just and the then, industrial sound right really. well yeah and then this and then stone sour was like everything that wasn't but it also filled like a specific kind of niche too right mm-hmm. and like both those bands in some ways it's a little bit limiting i feel as to what you can do so him coming out with a solo project I assume that'll be, you know, quite a bit different from those bands and the single seems to reflect mm-hmm. that makes sense to me. And on a personal yep. note, so I have a little bit of a Corey Taylor story. We've never toured with Slipknot or anything and I don't know him, but mm-hmm. <laughs> we were doing this Soundwave festival in Australia. This is maybe 10 years ago and, you know, the festival's interesting because they they do five shows in five Australian major cities, but for people that don't yep. know, all the cities, the major cities in Australia are like very very far away from each other, so you can't really huge country. Yeah, and they don't really have buses, so pretty much what happens is everybody gets on an airplane and you all fly together for the show, like in the morning or sometimes after the show. So you're talking about like a you know seven thirty seven, like you know decent sized airplane and it's 100 percent mm-hmm. full of band dudes <laughs> and like it could be kind <laughs> of funny a great thought i mean yeah like there was there's this one time where i don't know if somebody was was taking the piss or whatever but it was like all we had all these lead singers in a row like in the in the one row it was like me and craig owens <laughs> and anthony from bayside and uh uh, Stephen from Anne Berlin, like all it was an entire row, and everyone's like, "Oh, fucking lead singer syndrome <laughs> in this row over here." But <laughs> another time, I, you know, another one of the flights, I sat. I was in a middle seat, and I sat beside this guy. He's wearing sunglasses, and this I didn't know who he was. I talked to him the entire like three hour flight, and I did not stop laughing. Funniest person I've ever talked to. I had no idea mm-hmm. who he was, and I lapped my ass off. And then at the end of the converse, uh, at the end of the uh, the, the uh, flight, we landed, and he turned his phone on, and I like just sort of saw out of the corner of my eye, like he was answering like Slipknot emails, and I kind of like looked at him, <laughs> and I was like, "Well, I don't know. I think that might be the guy from Slipknot, right? Because I I don't know. They're always wearing a fucking mask. Yeah. But that dude is hilarious. I have never laughed harder." Oh ever then then that guy made me laugh for three hours so i um i don't know i wish this was a comedy record honestly because the because the guy has it and 
honestly, every experience I've ever had with Corey Taylor, like outside of Slipknot or Stone Sour, like whenever I've seen him talk, like articles, he just seems like a dude. Like, yeah. I've, I don't know about funny and everything like that, but like he just seems kind of real. And that's where I think kind of these song titles might come from. And they're a little corny, but they're just him. And that's why I'm really excited for this record. So. Right on. All right. Number four. Number four. Have you ever heard of a band, their alternative called Acceptance? Uh, of course. Yeah, of course. I always get told I look like the guitar player. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, like forever. Well, People are like, you look just like the guitar player for Acceptance. I've never met them or toured with them, but yeah, they they made a huge splash. Like they're super influential, especially, you know, kind of in the Christian mm-hmm. Christian world. I think they, they had that tag on them. Yep. Well, they've got their new album, Wild Free. I, I don't know if it's an album, actually, because earlier this year they had an EP called Wild. Okay. And they're just kind of like combining it with the second half and they're like oh that ep that was just the a side i guess and now it's like a full album but overall i really enjoyed that ep and i think this album's going to be really good for anybody who kind of wants um alternative with light pop punk vibes uh light post hardcore vibes and it's just kind of almost ambient is this sound that i want to say that they're going for where everything just feel it's almost like biffy clyro where it's just kind of like there and chill if that makes sense at least this new music yeah no absolutely i mean yeah i I think that i feel like the band was around like in the early 2000s and then they broke up and like they Mm -hmm. they took like a at least a 10-year break so i mean this is great to see them back and uh that sounds right people love this band i mean they they have diehard fans so i think uh i think it's a great pick sweet shall we move on Uh, number three I think I think so. I mean, I don't have a lot to talk about acceptance. Like, yeah. I'm pretty new to the band, and I know they have a kind of long catalog. So I don't know. I'm really excited for this album, but I can't really talk on it a lot. No, no, no. I don't even think they have a, the a long catalog, just an old catalog. You know, I mean, yeah, exactly. yeah. So, so it's always interesting to see you know a band that started young and kind of broke broke up, and then they got back mm-hmm. to it because they really loved it. You know, and and here they are making new music in uh in 2020 i'm actually looking at the pictures of them now and seeing if i look like any of them yeah i kind of do look like that guy i could tell which one <laughs> yeah he's got a bit of a i can't too i'm looking at it and right he's now. got it yeah the guy on the far right yeah. yeah he's got a bit of a, a facial hair going on thing going on too and yeah yeah i can i can he, see it he's got a bit more of an undercut than you but i can see it yeah well hey i can get one man oh you can i mean <laughs> you just got a haircut the other week though so you got to wait at least a little I just bit. Just got one the other day, actually. Yes, yes. Shout out to the City Barbershop, Windsor, Ontario, the best. All right, lots of shout outs today. It's good. All right, let's get in. Number three. Number three. My childhood hero is putting out his new album called Twenty Twenty. It's Bon Jovi. <laughs> I fucking. How do you feel about Bon Jovi? I fucking love Bon Jovi. I yes. love him. I always have, <laughs> like, always ranks up there as. Pro- possibly the greatest love song ever written. I oh, love yeah. his like older shit too, you know, um, "Living on a Prayer" and "Bad Medicine" and all that stuff too. And over the mm-hmm. years, I feel like he sprinkled in some pretty good tunes. Now, oh, yeah. I will say this: I have heard a couple of the new singles, and I'm not feeling them. Like the one is full really? on country, dude. I mean, he put out a country album. I think he's just kind of vibing with whatever music he wants to make. 
Yeah. I mean, okay. He he's also got a a song I don't know if it got on the radio called American Reckoning, where he just gets uber political about everything going on in America right now. And I'm obviously not going to get into it, but I think it's a absolutely beautiful uh, take on what society is going through. And he talks about it pretty much really well, everything going on with all the protests and everything. And I don't know. I've just always loved Bon Jovi. I love his voice. Richie Sambora is an amazing guitarist. Like, I'm so excited for this album. Yeah, I'll be really interested to hear your thoughts on it next week. I might check it out. You know, it's it's. I'm kind of on the fence. I mm-hmm. love Bon Jovi for the nostalgia and the history, and I think some of those songs are really, really great. In terms of getting into yep. a new Bon Jovi record in 2020, <laughs> it might be a hard sell for me. <laughs> and I mean, you brought up this. I, you brought up the songs, and I don't know all the names of them, but I felt like one of them. He was, he was saying, it was like the lyric started, it was like, America's on fire, there's pro, there's protests in the yeah, street. Yeah, that, that's American Okay, and I like, I felt like that was a little too on the nose. <laughs> and maybe it's just a little yeah, too real right now. Uh, I don't know, but I, I really do respect that, first of all, he's going out on a limb and doing this, because no one's forcing him to, you know, uh, and... You know, I think it's important that he's saying something if he believes in it. So good for him. Yep. And I I feel like I have to listen to it, too, because this is going to sound like a weird story. But Bon Jovi is the reason I'm an emo kid. (laughs) Okay. Uh, My first my first ever concert back in like 2005, Bon Jovi is touring. And I don't know who the opening bands are or anything. My mom is just like, hey, you're going to see Bon Jovi with me. And I'm like, "Okay, 100 percent. Let's go. I love Bon Jovi. And. All of a sudden, for the first band, all the lights come down, and it's the intro riff to "Dirty Little Secret" by All American Rejects. Wow! And like that happens, and all of a sudden, there's this glint in my eye, and I start looking up pop punk and emo bands, and oh my god, it! Here we are today. That is so funny. Yeah, that that's such an odd opener for Bon Jovi. You know, those guys are just so know, excited right? to do that tour. And we're like, sure, and, whatever. How much? Hundred bucks a night? Yeah, let's go. Or tour playing arenas yeah, with, like, with Bon Jovi at sick or stadiums. I don't know. Yeah, and like where was the show? They, they were playing the Palace. Okay, so, yeah, very big like, arena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's well, funny. Like, oh, that's funny. Amazing. I have a kind of an interesting All American Rejects story. Since this is episode oh, seems tell to be we're here. taking all kinds of twists and turns, let's just keep it going. So I yep. went to Hellfest in. Syracuse, I think it was, okay, Mm -hmm. it was either Hellfest in Syracuse or it was the New England Metal and Hardcore Fest in Worcester, Mass. I can't remember. Absolutely, absolutely love New England Metal and Hardcore. Yes, it was great. It was one of the two. And this is like way back. This is 2001, I think, or 2002. Mm -hmm. And, you know, back in those days, all the labels would put out these CD samplers, right? So you'd get Yep. You know, they take a song from all their all their releases and they put it on the CD and they give it away for free so that hopefully you'd listen to it and go, "Oh, I like this song. I like are these songs and I'll, you know, I'll order these records from this label." So, I was at, you know, just walking around like getting all the free the free shit, the free stickers and the free mm-hmm. sampler CDs and, you know, went to the Metal Fest or Hell Fest or whatever. I get back in the car and I'm on my way home to Toronto and yep. I'm listening to one of these sampler CDs from Doghouse Records and 
I'll be honest, the entire, it might have even been a split. It might have been Doghouse in another label. So I get through, like, you know, this compilation CD, and it's not, like, really good. Like, nothing is really grabbing me. And, As most of them are, honestly. Yeah, you know what? It, yeah, like, it, you're right. You're right. And I get down to, like, track fucking 18 or whatever on this thing. Mm-hmm. And there's this song, Swing Swing, by All American <laughs> Rejects. And God, it, that's still my favorite All American Rejects. Oh, song man. Too. Uh, it, so I remember hearing this song. And first of all, like, Doc House Records wasn't like a metal label or whatever. So it was, it, the song wasn't that out of place on the, on the record. But I was like, mm-hmm. what the fuck is this song? Who the fuck is this band? What What is going on? I got home. I went on my primitive internet computer. I looked up everything I could find on the All-American Rejects, which was nothing. Mm-hmm. They were nothing. There was nothing about them anywhere. Like, I went to yeah. Doghouse Records. It was like, I don't know if they even had a picture of the band. There was no information. I ended up finding out that they were from Oklahoma. That's all the only Which information I knew about so I, I knew about the band. I feel like the record wasn't out yet or I could they could they weren't even selling the record. It was it was that song mm-hmm. and another one from the from that record. And literally I kind of at some point threw my hands up and went, "Well, I don't know. Like I don't know who this fucking band is." And I forgot about it. Completely forgot all about it until uh, honestly maybe like a year later and I'm driving mm-hmm. in my car going to university listening to 102.1 the edge toronto shout out to them and the and fucking swing swing comes on the radio i had to pull the oh. car over i was like what on earth like i i was like i was so confused i was like i know this song why do i know this song Where oh do my I god it's from that compilation Oh my god, I searched everything about this band. Like, oh my god, they're on the fucking radio? And the recording yeah, like, was the same. It, it wasn't like they redid it. It was like the same recording. And, you know... They just exploded. Yeah, exactly. And then after that, yeah, after that it was over, man. They, they That record went platinum, and then the record you're referring to, the second album, was even bigger, and mm-hmm. the band's awesome, and they continue to be. But, yeah, sorry for the And then for they the disappeared. Rant. But it is just like such a crazy thing. I I felt like I was the only person in the world that knew this band, and maybe I was like, th- who knows? I don't know. I never had Tyson on the show. I'd love to ask him about that. Well, I mean, they're putting out new music again. Yeah, they put out an EP last year that is absolutely chock full of bangers. Yeah, and I think they're working on getting an album or something together. Like I saw Tyson, I saw the band play at Warp Tour last year in California. Like. They're doing stuff and making moves. Awesome. So. Yeah, I know. They're, they're a great band. They're, they're terrific. He's he's unbelievable. And they're oh, yeah. great live. They're, yeah, they, they got it all, man. The, the total package. Um, uh, sadly, somehow Bon Jovi turned into All, all American Rejects. But uh, <laughs> I mean, it happens. We got, Go listen to the new Bon Jovi record. <laughs> well, we got two more on the countdown. What's number two, Mike? Number two is this little band from the UK. I don't know if they're little. I actually think they're... This is my first experience with them, and I think they're kind of blowing up in the UK. Right you like now. to say you like to say this little band. You like I don't know. It's just like a thing yeah, you do. Maybe. And I'm like, I, I, every time I'm like, okay, he doesn't like literally mean this little band. He means like, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why you do that, but you do that. 
I, I don't know. It's said kind of sarcastically, but it's also like, I just don't know how big the band actually is. But it's this band called The Hunna, and they're releasing a new album called I'd Rather Die Than Let You In. Yikes. Have you ever heard of this band? Yeah, I love. I think this band's this band's great. Um, I feel like for people that need a description, I'm sure people in the UK know them because I think they are pretty popular. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're kind of like I would describe them, at least their their first album or their older music, as like a more punk Kings of Leon. Yeah, I would say that 100. Uh, yeah, like a scene Kings of Leon. Like they've got that vibe, but. The singles that they've released are kind of like electronic. Like they got, like they don't have real drums and stuff on them. Like maybe more pop influence. The, so I'm the, not really sure. The first what's single Travis Barker features on it. I, I missed you. What'd you say? The first single Travis Barker features on it. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. And that's how I got into them because I'm like, I'm just scrolling through release radar on Friday or whatever, making sure everything's good. And. Like, I see this, like, Travis Barker feature, I'm like, what the hell is this? So I put it on, just like, the song's called Cover You, and I'm just, like, blown away. Like, wow, this is fucking amazing. And, like, that was, God, February, I want to say. And now they're, like, finally releasing the album, and I couldn't be more stoked for this. I think it's this cool, like, it's almost like Imagine Dragons or something in that vein, but taken a little bit more poppy but was still with this like tinge of like punk in it. And the songwriting is really well done. The lyricism is great in everything that I've heard. I can't wait for this album. Yeah, no, I, I'm excited to see the turns that they take here on a full record because like we've talked about in previous episodes of the show, and of course, people can go back and listen to, you know, all mm-hmm. the installments of this if they want to, you know, find out some more new music to listen to. We this is what we've done like six or seven, eight of these episodes now. Yeah, we're at a, almost two months now. Yeah, yeah. So people can know. go back and listen. But, you know, we do talk about how singles before a record comes out can be sort of detrimental to understanding yep. how they're fitting into an album and how it kind of all works. And I feel like with this new release from The Hana, it really could be that case where I'm hearing these songs being like, oh, this is different from their old stuff and... I don't really know where this fits in, but when, you know, maybe in the context of an album, you know, the album mm-hmm. tracks are going to really kind of solidify everything into its place. Yeah, and I definitely think that's the case, too, because I love all of these singles, but they definitely don't fit together. Like, you know how Spotify, like, puts all the singles together whenever they release a new single, they're, the old ones are just under it. Like, I can't just play that and have a good time like the songs need to be shuffled in so that i can have like a transition period but i feel like with the full album and the way things are going to stack up it's going to flow really well yeah well they just and do that to get more streams that's the whole whole thing oh yeah that's like uh what do they call it waterfalling or whatever. try and get on as many playlists as possible oh. too with the different types of singles oh yeah like, dude. playlisting is is like everything there's entire um departments at record labels now just just with that mm-hmm. job it's like they're you know it's like the new radio so yeah it's uh yeah yep. that's that's the that's the game my friend well it's time let's get into the number one album of the week after this mike we're back we are 
Oh, crap, I should get dressed. Yes, put on, put on something. Put on your Halloween costume a little early. <laughs> Wear it for the next yeah, we'll 31 days. <laughs> what I am I talking about? I get stinky. What am I talking about? <laughs> this is a weird episode, dude. <laughs> dude. I like it. I prefer it. Oh, uh, well, speaking we're, of weird... We're really hitting our stride. Speaking of weird episodes, um, let's get into the number one album. You, you hinted at what it might be. I'm just waiting for confirmation. What is it, Mike? All right, so the new album coming out of Gothenburg in Sweden is Amaranth with their new album Manifest. This must be some kind of black metal of some kind, I assume. It's power metal. Oh, okay. So kind of close. What they're doing is uh, two vocalists, female and male, uh, doing awesome dynamics and harmonies. Um if you like Nightwish or Battle Beast, stuff like that, I think you'll like this. But what they're kind of doing is they're making power metal and they're still kind of singing power metal things. They're talking about like archangels and swords and stuff. <laughs> but they're almost taking this octane and I use this verb sometimes like octane where it's like Sirius XM octane, which is the kind of music that gets played there. Right. And they're putting an octane spin on power metal. So, like, the riffs are a bit simpler. There's not really, like, guitar solos or breakdowns or anything like that, but the riffs are just kind of chuggy, and it's more focused on the vocals and what's going on there. But every single that they've put out just absolutely jams. Like, the catchiest stuff I've heard in a long time coming out of Power Metal. That's cool. Um, I think that's cool, and I'm glad you made a pick like this for for number one. And you're right, like, the Power Metal genre... It really is for fans of power metal. There yeah, are super very few bands that really can make a successful transition out of it. In fact, I can't really think of any. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually really interested to check this out to kind of see what a power metal band that can be like a little more, you know, stripped down, modern, have a little more pop sensibility in their music. Mm-hmm. That might actually win me over. Yeah, and I think it will actually win a lot of people over because I definitely get I've I try showing people power metal, right? It's one of my favorite genres because it's so weird and goofy and I just love it. And people just can't get into it. Like it's too theatrical sometimes and this kind of it's still there, but they strip a lot of it away and I think it's just a modern power metal sound and I'm just really excited to hear the whole album myself and hear what other people think about it too because i think this might be one of the first times that a power metal band kind of breaks out yeah i know it'll, it'll be very interesting to see i'm looking on their spotify and it seems like europe is where people are into this band their mm-hmm. top five markets are helsinki finland stockholm sweden oslo norway gothenburg sweden and tampere finland so Seems like that's the the neck of the woods they call yep. home and where they're popular and it'll be interesting to see if they make some flashes uh uh you know over here. I really hope so. I mean I've I forget when the single came out. It's called Viral. Let me look real quick. It, it yeah, it came out in like July or something like that and it has been on my playlist consistently. Whenever it comes on in the car, I put the windows down and I blast my music so everybody can hear it and I sing along. I'm that guy, sorry. <laughs> But, like, 
it is just such a good song and every single I've just loved and I can't wait for this album. It's going to be fun. All right. Well, that's awesome. Well, man, um, we did it. That is the list. That is the top five most anticipated. Let's do a quick recap because that was all over the place. Oh, yeah. Uh, so number five, we've got CMFT from Corey Taylor. Yep, number four. Number four, we've got Wild Free from Acceptance. Number three. We've got 2020 from Bon Jovi, not All American Rejects. Yes, and not Knuckle Puck either. And no. number two? Number two, we've got I'd Rather Die Than Let You In by The Hunna. That's an intense album cover, uh, album title right there, man. It really is. is. Yes. I don't know about the album cover. I've not seen the artwork, but an intense title. And number one is? Manifest by Amaranth. Amaranth at number one this week. Uh, okay, any other uh, things we missed, couldn't get to in the top five, deluxe, etc.? Uh, so all the things I kind of want to mention this week are singles that are coming out that I'm really excited for. Um, I know you are a fan of Dayseeker. Oh, yeah. I assume. Oh, my God. What what uh, a singer. That, unbelievable so Rory, vocalist. Rory, the vocalist, has a side project called Hurt Wave. Um, they're releasing kind of an EP one song at a time. I think every couple of weeks a single is coming out to, uh, today for you guys. Uh, it's absolutely incredible. If you love his voice, you will love this. It's kind of synth poppy, which is weird, but also I vibe with. No, I'm cool with that. I think, you know, his voice is so strong and in the context of Dayseeker being a heavy band, it really mm-hmm. sets them apart. But I I oh, yeah. definitely have listened to Dayseeker and especially like when they did the Adele cover. Uh, you know, like mm-hmm. listening to that band and, and being like, Man, I would love to hear his voice, you know, with a different, you know, canvas behind it. Cause she's oh, yeah. like, like he's unbelievable. So yeah, that that's his, very, his very good pick. So I'm surprised it didn't make the top five. I guess, I guess, because it's still a still a, a, a series of singles. Yeah, when when the EP drops, we will talk. There about we go. It. Do not there worry. Uh, I've also got a new single coming, which actually came out today, Thursday. So you can definitely see it tomorrow from Less Than Jake. Yes, I absolutely love ska. Um, it's such a weird market nowadays, and there's just not a lot of bands in there, so whenever I do get to hear new ska, I'm just very excited for it. No, for sure. And less than Jake, I mean, they're just just call them a ska band at this point would be selling them a little bit short. Oh, uh, it would pun be, intended. But. Uh, but no, the 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 band is awesome. They're legends, absolute legends. I think people can expect uh, them to be on the podcast very soon. I think I can spill the beans Ooh. on that. And I'm always excited to see what they do. They've managed to keep their sound. You know, you know it's less than Jake when you hear mm-hmm. the band, I mean, but they've still really made some great evolution over the years. And I think that's why they're still here. There's memes about how recognizable their sound is. Like, uh, whatchamacallit, I miss Warp Tour because at any point I could listen and hear less than Jake in the distance. <laughs> yeah. Or like those kind of memes. Right, like, right, right. People are so not wrong. <laughs> that happened to me so many times. <laughs> oh, I'm sure of it, dude. Because like, they're the only band that played more than you guys did, right? There's a couple, but yeah, they're they're number one, Undisputed Champs. Uh, they spent, mm-hmm. they did over one year of warp tour like if you add up all yeah. the shows they did more than 365 dates uh which is like bonkers is yeah like they're they're the 
you know, Wayne Gretzky of bands on Warp Tour. <laughs> Fucking make Wonderful. like they hold all the records. But yeah, we're we're in the top five, I think. Uh, but but no, but they are they are yeah they are they are miles ahead of everybody else. So just a couple other quick singles. Um, this I think the Russian band that I like called Wild Ways is putting out a new Damn, song. Damn, you don't hear about a lot uh, of Russian bands. No, you don't. And this band is really fun. They're uh, kind of like Dropout Kings, Attila, E Callboy, things like that, where it's just kind of like fun, goofy metalcore. Um, I love bands like that. Um, there's a new single from this uh, kind of almost architects like metalcore band called Landmarks that I absolutely love. Yep. Um, they're putting that out, and I think they're announcing an album tomorrow. I'm not 100% sure. We'll see what happens. Hope they're announcing an album. And the thing I'm actually most excited for, singles-wise, next week is Spirit Box. Have you have you heard of Spirit oh, Box? Oh, absolutely. Big fan. Good. So they're re-releasing their single, um, Holy Roller. Yeah. And it's now featuring Rio from Crystal Lake, which is absolutely one of the best metalcore vocalists in the scene right now. Um, his live performances are just insanely good. Um, the intensity is just there. And I am really excited to hear how they kind of fit him into this because Holy Roller is one of my favorite songs so far this year. It's super heavy and super catchy, and the music video is great, which is something I don't say a lot in 2020. You don't see amazing no, music No, you videos, sure don't. Like this music video is creepy and I love it. Yeah. Because it just Yeah. It's got an aesthetic. No, absolutely. We had we had Courtney on the show just a few weeks back. Great episode. She was mm -hmm. so highly requested. You know, she does the videos of her the one take vocal videos, which are incredible. Yep. She's she's just what a talent. And yeah, I think this is great. It's putting some more eyeballs on a band that really deserves it. But of course, mm -hmm. for for me, like from a Pierce perspective, I'm like there's nothing wrong with the song. Like, wh why Why do this? Like, it's not Old Town Road. We don't need 20 versions of it. You know I mean, what I mean? But I, um, I think but it's, I think it's the cool. whole quarantine thing, too. Like, everybody's right. just bored and True. they want to do something. Um, and I think it's also Spirit Box just getting signed to Rise, or, well, Rise acquiring their label, I think. Yep. And But, like, a lot of bands have done this. Like, we got the Fit for a King We Came as Romans collab, where they released a merch line and they uh, redid... Uh, backbreaker and carry the weight with each other's vocalists featuring like we've gotten this a couple of times throughout this year and i don't see anything wrong with it i'm here for it give me another version of the song yes well you you did miss a very important release this week mike what did i nickelback miss? all the right all the right seasons the 15th oh. anniversary expanded mm. edition you know i did see that and i try not to talk about deluxe editions because i like promoting newer music but but this is expanded you, mike you, all the songs nickelback if, songs if that you I haven't said, heard you get to hear them now if i said i wasn't excited for nickelback re-releasing this album i would be a liar because legit nickelback gets a ton of hate for no reason oh there's plenty of reason like oh there, there definitely are you're right but um <laughs> like there's still some songs that are just nostalgic bangers like photograph and animals and stuff like that oh my like god i remember i can't believe being, we're talking like, about nickelback right now i was kidding I, I remember being 12 and just like riding in the car like going to school and those were just like when you're so young those kind of jams are just nostalgic and i absolutely love old right nickelback. right well that's the pro see you were 12 i was 22 or whatever and i was yeah and i was just like <laughs> oh god um like yeah if you want to hear 
a song that will absolutely make you laugh and cringe and whatever. Just maybe, I mean, I don't, I really don't want to promote Nickelback at all. Um, We're already here, Shane. <laughs> look up the song called Sex. This song I know exactly what you're is very about. problematic. <laughs> I mean, it is it is kind of like the music is kind of banging to be honest, but but <laughs> the lyrics are oh my oh dear lord so bad. I'm not sure what album it's on, oh, um, but yeah, I don't remember. Either. Anyway, there is a yes, there is a deluxe Nickelback version. They probably literally opened a vault. There probably was a vault somewhere. <laughs> they had to go and turn one of those giant handles to get... They all had to put in their keys at the same time in order to get yes, it to open. to get these additional, like, probably three tracks that didn't make the record or whatever. Um, or, I don't know, they're probably just, mi- like, mixes. They probably got 30 guys to mix yeah, the there, record there, and pick there's the a best bu- one. There's a bunch of, like, live songs on it, too, I think. Like, live recordings, which is interesting choice. I don't, yeah, I don't know. We'll see I what happens. Know. I don't know. There's also Oasis, What's the Story, Morning Glory, 25th anniversary final reissue. Ooh. There you go. If you like Wonderwall, there you go. Dope. Mike, we did it. What a weird episode, but I enjoyed it, to be honest. Uh, we took a long time to do it this week. <laughs> yeah, we, we did. It was worth the wait. We, we The longest episode yet, and lots of weird tangents. And, you know, I'll be honest, I haven't even had any coffee. That's the amazing part. Neither have I. Just water for me this morning. That's yeah, crazy. Well, we did the thing. Mike, thanks so much. And I can't wait for next week to talk to you about all of these albums. I can't wait either. I'll talk to you later, Shane. Take care, man. All this new shit. Got a new whip. That's some new ice. That's some new drip. Got rid of my old trash. Got a new bitch. All this new shit. All this new shit. All this new shit. Got a new whip. That's some new ice, that's some new drip, yeah. Got rid of my old trash, got a new bitch. All this new shit, yeah. All this new shit.